This is the Howard's Way podcast from Antique Dust. Story so far. Tom has cashed in life savings and redundancy check to buy into the Mermaid Yard, which is on its upper's um, yacht yard on the uh, Tarrant coast. Very delightful. Jan's not very happy and has taken a full-time job with Ken Masters that's sniffing around. Uh, Abby has made a massive splash in Tarrant society where she fell off, well, fell, threw herself off uh, the harbour uh, and she can't swim. Leo saves the day. So, I'm Jonathan. I'm Rob. And together we are Antique Antique Dust. Dust. Woo! And we are dusting down the gorgeous, gorgeous yachty drama that is Howard's Way. episode first aired on the 22nd of September at 8 o'clock in 1985. 1985. Oh my god! I know. Wow. Um, now, I no, have to carry no. a serious thing on oh, this episode. Okay. It is showing its age with a few little morally bits. Okay, go for it. Um, so... The episode starts. I said we will get to the morals later on in the podcast. So please listen on, Ooh, listeners. Okay, you're going to keep us in suspense. I'm going to keep you in suspense. Oh, okay. Um, so episode starts with um, a recap. We, we don't normally do recaps. We don't. No, we don't. And I noticed that that was a little bit cha- of a change. But then we did have such a massive cliffhanger. We had I a guess. massive cliffhanger last episode. We had to have the resolution. We got a bit Arby! and then splosh. Uh, so we have the Abby and Splosh. Yes. And then we have someone who's looking a little bit chunkier than Leo diving in off the harbour. Yeah. I-, I wondered if it was sort of like an episode of, you know, The Incredible Hulk when he was under stress <laughs> and he would suddenly develop muscles and put on about six stone. And Leo seemed to do that for some reason. Yeah. He was certainly much musclier and chunkier when he dived into the water. I know. And he dived into the water in a completely different direction to where Abby had fallen. But then again... We do realise when sort of Abby's been dragged out, apparently. Um, so nowhere near where she jumped in. So, <laughs> so there must have been a heck of a, yes. of a rip tide or whatever so, under tow. So, so Leo saves the day, and oh. uh, he takes his jacket off first because he wouldn't want to damage that lovely jacket of no. his with his little C no. and D badge. Yeah, um, yeah, and it's got to go for a few more series, so we've got to look after that. Well, at least till series three, that's when he becomes all of a bit of a yuppie. Okay, so so he's and so he, yeah, so he's still a bit of an eco warrior despite driving a smelly old motorcycle and working in a petrol station. <laughs> yes, his carbon footprint. Mm. Mm. 
us. <laughs> in 1985, we'd never heard the term carbon footprint. Yeah, so um, saves the day, takes Abby back to the homestead, the gorgeous, gorgeous house. And he takes her back to the, 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 the Howard palatial household. Howard Howard where, house. Where apparently the only warmest ha- warmest room in the uh, the house is the kitchen yeah, with an ca- arger. Yeah, they couldn't afford to pay the central heating. <laughs> well, he has ploughed all his money. Uh, yes, Tom has, has. ploughed all of his, all money, his money into um, the mermaid yard, yeah. I know. And, mm-hmm. and the arger was lit. I know. It had actual flame Pebble Mill must have had, yeah. had fire, fire wardens yeah, there was on fire standby. Warden with a, a bucket of salt <laughs> or sand just on, on the off chance. It did not look very warm, though, in fairness. No. Uh, no. And, yeah, so we had an arger at our holiday home, and so he didn't open the door like that. <laughs> we didn't see a naked flame. No, I, I was surprised at that. I didn't. I, I've never had an aga or a holiday home come to that. <laughs> so, you've not lived, sweetie. I know, I know. <laughs> but I didn't. I didn't think you would sort of get a kind of like a flickering. No, or you, flame. you sometimes see it with, with the oil ones when you, you've got like sort of the ignition light where you've got a little flame okay. coming in there. Right. Um, but. I've never really seen one where you open it up and because I think you sometimes do it with a Rayburn or, or something like that, but not really. But anyway, I shall bow down to your so, superior aga knowledge. Yes. So anyway, at least there was there was there was some action happening in the kitchen, um, and then we uh, slip over to Tom walking around the mermaid jar proprietorially. Yes. Well, interfering with the lads apparently. Yeah. Well, Bill's yes. Davy in particular, the young young Asian apprentice. <laughs> so Tom is obviously um, stretching his management and partnership muscles into the mermaid yard and is looking around and seeing what people are doing. And it doesn't actually seem a great deal. Um, well, it's not. I wouldn't say it's a. It's not a hive of activity, is it? No, they do seem to have a lot of people doing nothing, um, and it does seem a little bit peculiar. But then, it, I suppose it doesn't look that peculiar because he's just sort of invested a hundred grand into the business, which is a shitload of money. Oh, sorry, uh, apologies, listeners. Um, it's an awful lot of money. It's a lot of frocks from from the future Jan boutique, um, but. Uh, yeah, they just don't seem to do a great deal. Then, uh, obviously, he's he's aware of it, so he's trying to find out money, and he's sort of looking at the boats and then fingering some scrap metal. So that's his first. Yeah, I thought it was a DIY build your own <laughs> boat kit at first when he was looking at it, but apparently it was just a pile of old scrap. <laughs> yeah, it was just like mournfully. So, oh, we can get a little bit of money for this. Um, and then he starts prodding around in the bank to do something with the bank where it's all sort of. It's, it's a bit of a blank canvas, um, but yeah, he, he's he's stretching his muscles. The, Bill, who is the main sort of supervisor there, is is he's Jack's number is, two. Is, is Jack's number two, and we we meet them in the pub while and Jack sort of sort of I think foreshadowing because he he eyes up this faux sailor person with a captain's hat at the end of the bar. And he's very sniffy about very that. Very sniffy about that. 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 But fair is that's the that's the, that's, that's the, the bread and butter. Because the, the the ones that do it for weekends they're not going to be that well they'll probably be demanding but they've got the money to to buy a yacht on the coast for the weekend and that's that's obviously a client base and it's it's a little bit I don't know. I, 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 he's, he's very old school values, etc. 
Um, so anyway, Bill sort of prizes them away from the bar. They, I mean, the measures they were having, and the, like, they were drinking brandy, which looked like half a pint of brandy uh, in a little thimble of, of, of a brandy glass. It's just... Well, they're very generous with their measures. The Free-pouring, the obviously, at the, in the Yeah, so, uh, yeah. So it's all a bit... Probably more generous than Lynn is at the Yacht Club, but we'll get, get onto that in a minute. <laughs> Lynn is not a very good barmaid. Obviously, the actress, Tracy Charles, that plays Lynn, had obviously not actually had to do any work behind the bar because she was obviously very, very pretty. Yeah. Uh, well, so she certainly doesn't know how to wipe down a table. I'll say that much. Or clean a glass. Or that... clean a glass, yes. What, she was sort of like dipping it in some kind of... Well, she, it was one of those... Uh, yeah. those the... but there was no water. There was no water. There was no water. You had, a, you had the sound effect, but there was no water. <laughs> it was Leo at the side. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Was, I, I feel we've skipped ahead. Of... Yeah, we've skipped ahead a little bit too much. So... Um, so, so the so we have a, the pub scene, and then we have um, sort of Leo dropping Abby off at the palatial McMansion. Well, no, it's actually not on oh, McMansion. It's a very lovely country house, and Abby sort of sort of walks away, and Leo's like, oh, "Okay, fair enough." And then she comes back and gives him a little kiss on the cheek, which I thought was really I sweet. Thought that, I thought that was sweet. That 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 warmed my cynical old heart. Yeah, oh, because Abby is just a little bit morose, but then again, she has just tried to commit suicide. Yes, for, for reasons that are as yet unspecified. I know. So and then she goes in and sort of sort of bumps into Polly, sort of regaling. She's entertaining a gentleman, gentleman caller in 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 the, uh, the the palatial living room. And uh, so, uh, Abby tries to sneak in and then walks into the umbrella stand, which goes clattering all over the very lovely big hall. Uh, so Polly comes out and says, Darling, what are you wearing? And she's wearing an old sailor's jumper and a pair of slacks, slacks that, or jeans that don't quite And Abby's fit. like, oh, no, don't talk to me, don't talk to me. Rather than say, oh, I was at Leo's. Uh, I fell in the water. I fell in the water. And then so she eyes into the living room and all we see is, is, a, is a sort of... A, a groin shot of a chap in the living room. We don't actually see the chap that Polly was entertaining because we've still not met... Um, we've not met Gerald yet, not met we? Gerald, sort of Polly's husband. When, when does Gerald... I thought it was this episode, but it's now. I think, I, think, I think what's really interesting about the series is the characters are gradually introduced, so we get to know one of the characters. Well, I think nowadays they just shove everyone together and they make you work for it, but now they're actually... They're easing everybody in, which I think is really quite... It, it, it's, it was quite nice. I think this episode, it felt a bit of a filler episode, I think. Okay. Um, I mean, we have a little, a few snippets where people are working. Uh, I, I sort of, and they're plot devising okay, going I mean, forward. What, what we do have is Tom getting to know the yard. Not. We've got uh, Jan who's getting, getting to... more involved with the, her new job doing some unspecified things involving bits of old boat. Um, well, she, she, she's, she's been tasked with stocking the sort of yachty shop for the weekend yachters and the weekend boaters. And so she's had to go down to Southampton and uh, to investigate to see what the suppliers are. But you can actually see the journey with Jan because she's gone from sort of floaty blouses and patterned blouses. And as the episode goes along, she's she's going a little bit more tailored. Yes, yeah, so the, the shoulders are getting a little bit... 
Uh, Wider. Uh, uh, the power dressing. Yes. And, uh, and I think they've done really well. Although the first blouse we see, it needed a big pressing. They pressed the front, but not the back. It was very, very creased at the back. Yeah, but she's been, she's been sitting. She's been slouched over a word processor word. looking yes. for the H. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I can be forgiven. So uh, we don't have much of Ken in this episode. We have no We have no Dawn. We have no Dawn. Dawn. We have we have a little bit of Ken, essentially giving Jan her instructions and and a reason for her a relationship with Tom to deteriorate further as she's off to Southampton and then she's off down to London and Tom's not very happy. No, about it. she she phones up. She phones. She said, "Our oh, phone mother and mother can do dinner," um, and then she sends Leo down to the boatyard to go and speak to Tom to say that Kate, sort of grandmother, will be doing sort of sort of the, 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 the meal in the evening. And uh, Leo looks like he was just trying to, to rela- build a relationship with his dad yeah. a little bit. I mean, cause, uh, and then his dad just walks away. But I suppose... And he looks disappointed. Tom, he looks a bit disappointed. I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't really know what many 17-year-olds would... Oh, no, he's 18, isn't he? He's meant to be 18, 19 in mm-hmm. this. So I don't. I really, it's it's sort of a little bit immature because I think most of them will be doing their own thing anyway. They'll do the task and say, right. But then again, I don't know why Jan didn't actually phone the mermaid yard and say Kate's doing dinner. Of course, today she would have just sent a WhatsApp. Yeah. Or, or <laughs> yes, in the Howard family WhatsApp group. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so we, we, it looks as though Leo knows Davy. Um, they probably went to school together. Yeah, because I mean, yeah, so uh, so they you you can see that there's a little bit that they they know themselves a little bit of dialogue, and also we see a bit of institutionalism, institutionalized racism. Well, it's not institutionalized racism; it's very personal, individual racism. Yeah, so I don't know where you're from, so, and, and Davy sort of holds his own because they've yeah. got these burly these burly sort of boaters that are work shy. And they work to work to rule with regards to the unions and everything, and also drinking beer in your lunch hour from a tin. That was a thing back then. That really? was a thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I told you this story when the when I went to work um, on one of my first jobs. It wasn't quite. It wasn't a, this. This would have been the the nineties. So things had moved on a little bit. But I used to hear the stories about people going off to the pub at lunchtime and being too drunk to do any work in the in the afternoon and that was a local authority oh gosh i mean so when i was a state agent in the city i mean obviously we take out clients late lunches which we never went back in the afternoon where we got them absolutely trolled and they signed a deal that was part of the cause my expense account was very big but then again so were my commissions um but i, I do remember going to because uh, when we lived in london i used to, i used to go to to London with grandfather because I used to live with my grandparents. Um, grandfather was a bank manager, and so we used to go to Soho for where I had coke in a, a coke in a bottle with a paper straw, which you had to drink quickly, otherwise the paper straw would just collapse. It would dissolve. And my grandfather would have a couple of tankards of of bitter, you know, the, those dimpled pint pots. Yes, the traditional pint pot. And then go back to work. <laughs> so. 
I used to love that because I used to go and play with you know those calculators with the with the, with the paper that came mm-hmm. out of it. And I was just I always remember I saw I used up all the paper because I, I just like the noise it makes. Oh. <laughs> Little four-year-old Johnny. <laughs> Planning out his career in finance. <laughs> oh, dear, no. So, but yes, so that moves on. Davy is sort of wants to finish his work and stands up for himself. No, I just want to finish off my job, the task in hand, before I have a break and blah, 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 blah. And um, also, Davy is seems to say, we don't see this, but it's talked about off camera. Uh, also on camera that uh, Davies pointed out to uh, Tom that well or Tom's asked some questions and Davies asked, answered them and then that's been fed back to the lads and the lads aren't liking change no, no. it's a yard that doesn't like change but it doesn't like, actually like working by the looks of things yeah so yeah. it's a so that that's a little bit there's, there's sort of the first demark thing there was the like the element of racism um I didn't like. Second one was the drinking that was like in the workforce. You know, where the, I mean, you can understand if you're wine and dining clients and you're selling stuff, but when you're in charge of heavy duty machinery and you're having a couple of tins of beer for your lunchtime, that's a little bit worrying. Yes, but I think you know what the. I mean, I, I'm not. I'm not sure what's concerning you about about that particularly either of those things you know neither of them are right neither of them are no nice however did they reflect how things were it probably did reflect what things were like at the time possibly um however quite what i quite like about howard's way it is quite timeless in some of the themes that run through it however on this episode it did jar a little bit because the but general you're, sort of, you're kind of sounding that well that wouldn't happen now but i'm not so sure about that actually really well i mean i don't think so someone i don't think a workforce that are going in dealing with heavy machinery takes in their pat lunch their range of tupperware and their well i'm not i'm not really talking about that but, <laughs> but if you're suggesting that we've managed to obliterate oh racism, racism sexism, then then i would yeah. suggest that you're, you're no. living in a fantasy world oh and you, i can understand it probably still does go on but not to not not unless it's the whole theme of the show sort of thing but anyway we'll move moving through. yeah i think i think you should because yeah. i think you're you're moving into territory where you're you're demonstrating the you know how remote and removed you are from well, we do live in Cheshire from reality in, in the leafy ideal even though we're currently medium to high risk mm. so and then we go on to the next point where we're all seated around the the Howard the Howard clan dinner table where Kate seems to have cooked up this delicious banquet of a Chinese meal I was, yeah I find that really in, really, quite, really quite interesting that, that I mean obviously one shouldn't uh, make assumptions about the older the older generation, generation but but cake cooking up spare ribs and a variety of oriental it was, it was just it was like, like Mrs. I was thinking, Mrs. Overall's onion badges really it's just I think it would have probably made it a little bit easier where she where if she she'd come out of the bookies and straight into the Chinese restaurants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean if there'd been a pile of foil dishes on the on, on the counter. Off camera. Uh, yeah. And a in a half drunk bottle of gin or something, then yeah, I yeah. could have I could have <laughs> 
I could have gone with that. You could have really bought into that. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Lynn, unfortunately, she's eaten already because uh, she's off off out at seven o'clock, which that wrangles Tom a little bit because he likes family meal times. And uh, so, but I thought he's very gentlemanly. He sort of he brought the seat out yeah. for Kate to sit down. Yeah. I mean, of course, this is this is Jan coming home late from her job from her job which is a new thing in the house in the, in the Howard, Howard household, household. And john not being there to cater to the family no and yeah it's just it's that it just felt that i i like i really liked the, the whole family time because i remember because I, I obviously when my mother remarried and then everything went a bit Pete Tong with that when we moved up to Cheshire um, uh, I used to go around to my uh, best friend Mark's house and Mark's house was very much like the Howard family they're all very sort of sort of family orientated and they all sat around so, so his dad worked for as a very senior executive for IBM and, and I was invited around for tea which and I was pretty much moved into their house pretty much I was there all the time and sitting around the table it was always very nice everyone had a com- there was a conversation everyone was listened to and it was a conversation it was just very nice it was I always felt it very elegant because they both um it had a little glasses of wine uh, at, at dinner time even midweek it wasn't like a special occasion it wasn't like Easter where the blue nun came out or <laughs> the black tower it was sort of a glass of wine how very French I know well because they used to go to France you see and then oh ah, well there you go then I used to go to France a lot um, and there, <laughs> although it wasn't Trez Elegant they had had these boxes of wine I'd never come across boxes of wine before you know the ones with the tap on and I always mm. felt I, I was always fascinated with that because they had this big double fridge which opened up and there was always sort of a couple of boxes of wine with the tap wine on, on tap <laughs> wine on the tap yeah nowadays we call that alcoholism <laughs> They didn't. They didn't get through the entire box in an evening. Oh, lightweight. <laughs> Not like Cozzy. <laughs> no, we're we're we're, we're, we're seasoned, we're seasoned drinkers. But it was always very nice because then uh, they in between the courses they used to have a conversation. Then they used to have a conversation in French, uh, which was always. It was, I always always really enjoyed that. That was it. Was, it just it just felt felt very very good. So I always like studied up in my. Tricolor book where everyone goes to Jabita. <laughs> what is it? Jabita La Rochelle. There was always some sort of customs official be it sort of discovering someone with something naughty in the suitcase or something. Like a box of wine. <laughs> a box of wine that's smuggled in <laughs> on the boat. Uh, but yeah, so that was always. Yeah, it wasn't the wine, it was a box that the objective. <laughs> it was a box. It was a box of something. <laughs> Some junior dispril, one one packet too many. Um, so, but it, it that that did really hark back when I, cause I think that sort of family values sort of thing re- was really nice. However, what I didn't uh, didn't like was that Tom, although he the character Tom says like, it, was, it was like was very snooty because when Kate offers to do dinner tomorrow and Jan said oh yes that'd be lovely because uh, so I'm going to be late again and Tom was just like oh no no you don't need to and then Jan interrupts and then he realised it, uh, it was suddenly dawning on him that Jan is now working yeah and there was a I think there was a bit of a double standard thing going on there wasn't there yeah that, you know Tom has created all of this chaos drama. and drama and gone his own way and then suddenly Oh, Jan's working. That's yeah. not right. 
Yeah. I, I thought I did think there was there. Uh, yeah, I think a doubles. There was there was something a bit not quite that that, that didn't nice sit well with because I mean, the characters normally the character of Tom is quite. It's so we're getting to the modern. side of Tom that maybe we haven't really seen before. No, beforehand it was a li- he was a li- he was a little bit sort of well he's following his dream and everything, but then he's following his dream. Yeah. But Jan's her- not allowed to follow her dream. She her dream has to be confined to the kitchen. Well, her dream was basically running a family, and yeah, but she's moved on. But now, but Kate's encouraged her to take this full time job. But even now, say further on in this episode, Kate's just thinking, maybe I've given you the wrong idea because Jan's actually really enjoying the job and she's enjoying the challenge of it. She's bought some nice yeah. glossy brochures and she's found something that she's actually good at. Yes, or she and she enjoys, and and I think that's that's great, and that is really really good, and. And Lynn is obviously using all her wiles and everything at the yacht club. She's got a boy sniffing around at the bar. Um, so so Leo leaves the house after the dinner table, the dinner after Jan and 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 um, and Tom are having a huge row. But again, it's just like the sensitive Leo, and he slammed the door. And Jan said, "Well, he's punctuating that with uh, with regards to his unhappiness that us rowing." I mean. If fairness is eighteen nineteen, I don't think it really could give a toss, really. I mean, obviously, it's a bit upset that yeah, there's disharmony but, in the household. Yeah. Obviously, you're just proje- projecting yeah. yourself onto onto, yeah. on, onto Leo. <laughs> um, that that if it had been you, you'd probably have been. I don't know what you would have been doing, but uh, I, don't, I don't even want to think about what you would have been doing. <laughs> um, but Leo is a sensitive soul. Yeah, uh, he is. Clearly, soul. he is deeply affected by the disintegration of his parents' marriage. Yes. So. And just because you can't empathise with, with them doesn't mean that the rest of us can't. No, I mean, I think that's... It's, it's, yeah, it's it, it it's a little... It, it's a plot device, and I get that. And uh, so Leo goes over to the, the, the yacht club, has a glass of orange juice, and then um, it's quite good because he ends up being a third wheel, which saves Lynn from... Sort of the sort of the bar person that's invited them all back to for a bottle of champagne so they can down it at home, which I think is quite that, that was quite that was quite nice and uh, uh, saves Lynn from that sort of situation. A fate worse than death. Yeah, having to drink half a bottle of champagne rather than a third of a bottle of champagne, and uh, but also I forgot the scene as well where Polly dro- drops in on on Jan asking sort of. Yeah, so, so yeah, because uh, after Abby's um, unfortunate incident in yes. the water, she's <laughs> <Splosh. laughs> she's not really been talking very much to Polly uh, at all, and and Polly's just consumed with curiosity. Well, I mean, because I think Abby said to her when they had their contretemps, uh, Abby said, "I don't even think you like me, let alone love me," and I think and, and Polly, Polly agrees. P- Polly. Polly actually, yeah, I think that hit home for yes. for Polly. Yeah, and so she speaks to Jan, asking Jan to ask Leo to ask Abby what's going on, and then feed that back to Jan. It's like Chinese whispers. Right? Yeah, but Be- Polly admits to Jan that yeah. actually she really doesn't, maybe doesn't like, or Abby, know, like Abby or know much. her. Um, and 
I, yeah, I, mean, yeah. I thought that's, that's quite that, that that's quite. And then she sad. finishes up the scene in typical Pauly fashion by rubbing up against yeah, Kane, Kane Masters. Masters. <laughs> being very flirty, girl. Rubbing up against his polyester slacks. I, Always a risky thing yeah, with uh, man-made yeah. fabrics. Yeah, I mean, I think this is probably the last episode uh, in the series where Polly has more outfit changes than Jan. <laughs> So, yeah. <laughs> uh, because I think Polly had uh, Polly had some very um, very unusual outfits. This one, she had a furry jumper, which was at the yacht club having a drink on her own. Yeah, um, and that's when she realised. I'm surprised it, it wasn't a cloud of fluff <laughs> yes. follow, following her around. <laughs> she, was, she was there with a dustbuster. <laughs> She gets dust busted when she leaves the house, where she wears that sort of fluffy jumper. It's a bit Yeti star, wasn't it? Uh, but she carried it off with, uh, with with such panache. It was very lovely. Um, and then she finds out from Lynn when Lynn gives her the pressed and laundered clothes of Abby after she went splosh in, uh, sort of into the harbour. So she now realizes what's happened. But yeah, yeah. So um, and we see another scene with. Uh, so further on down the line, there's some sort of very glamorous party. Yeah, well, this, is, this is really interesting. This is really interesting because Tom uh, turns up at you know Kate's just starting to make dinner. Still no heat under that pan. Oh, that I, pan. I just don't it's know a... how how any food gets cooked. And she can't on great chi- great cheese. To save, to save <laughs> but Tom turns turns up and says, "Hey, everybody, we are going to a hog roast." Every time I think of hog roast, I always think it's like, like a bit homespun, you know, sort of... Well, this wasn't a homespun No, this roast. was like a full-on regatta. And everybody's smiling and... and Wearing finery. ...happy. I mean, I'm talking, you know, when Tom announces it. Yeah. Then it's there's it's almost like feels like he's trying to... Jolly things jolly up. Jolly things up and perhaps brings some camaraderie back into the And it does, and it does work. And sort of Kate, well, Kate, yeah. Kate said, oh, well, I'll be going. No, oh, no, you can come. I've got nothing to wear. Well, just take your penny off. Yeah, and, take your penny and, off. And, rather than Jan offering a blouse or something like that, he says, well, you can wear some jewellery. Just drip some jewellery over, uh, over your slacks, love. And, uh, but th- that party looked epic. Well, this was the first... Uh, pool party really that we've had in the, in this series the first of, <laughs> first of some very chilly <laughs> looking, looking pool parties with people in their in their bathing costume with nipples like chapel hat pegs <laughs> and I'm sure I'm sure there's there's health and safety as soon as they sh- as soon as the director shouts cut they come running on with foil blankets <laughs> with, with a range of like the hours where you knitted cardigans it's, it's, it'll be like the end of the London marathon <laughs> Yeah, the, the tin foil, the tin the foil, foil blankets. blankets. Yeah, <laughs> but in fairness, the party did look really good, and that, that had well, a some great that, dancing going on, yeah. on, that, on under that gazebo. Had, yeah, had a gazebo with lights and had hog roast. And they had chefs. It I was. Know. It wasn't everything. I think a hog roast. I mean, you just think some sort of. It wasn't a disposable barbecue. Was, and some <laughs> some Linda McCartney vegetarian sausages. <laughs> no, crikey! No. It was. A, it was like there was. There was virtually a sort of a, a carved ice swan or something. Practically, but they also had. Uh, and we had Giles from. Uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And then you had some 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 mute licensing, wasn't it? It was like was it like not addicted to love, but it was like, yeah. Exactly. They spent some of the budget, obviously, on, music on some music licensing. Was it, was it Addicted to Love? 
It, it was oh, this, I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, I mean, the, the only uh, the, the, the only really glamorous party I can remember us going to was that one in Thailand where you saw a supermodel on the toilet. Yes, <laughs> she was the drummer in a dictator, yeah. wasn't she? <laughs> yeah, perhaps the best not to be quite so specific about who you're talking about for legal reasons. For <laughs> legal reasons, oops. Yes, our glitterati lifestyle. <laughs> but no, that party looked fabulous. It was really, really good. And everyone seems to be having a really jolly time. Tom's then chatting up some sort of businessman that gives advice who's, uh, who's big in yachting. He's, and big, he's big in boats. He's big in boats. Um, because Tom's been having ideas because earlier we see him sniffing around looking at yachts and... He should have had a conversation with Avril that he's trying to work out where the gap in the market is. Because he, uh, he he wants the mermaid yard, quite rightly, to, to, be, a to, to be a success. And whereas Jack's in. quite happy for it just to, to, continue. to, to, to potter along losing money hand over fist. Yeah. But so, he burns through his partner's cash. Yeah, so... But Avril makes a, a sort of a very astute announcement that so the bank will not lend any more money. So the hundred grand that's gone into invest, that's it. That's it. Um, that's it. And that's paid off some of the debts um, with the bank. So and the bank's not going to extend it back up. So they need to do something. And uh, so Tom is is there thinking of ideas, and obviously he he's designed the the flying fish. So, oh, so we're led to so believe. We're led to being stroke laser. Yes, uh. <laughs> it does, does. Did have a very noticeable uh, laser uh, yeah. <laughs> thing on it when it was lifted out of the water in the first episode. We didn't comment on it then. No, we oh well, because well, you've got to go along with the whole thing. Yeah, but to suspend your disbelief. Admittedly, I have been on eBay. I've been banned. We've been banned for any large purchase on eBay. But yeah. this week, I have been on eBay looking at that that yacht type. <laughs> I haven't pressed buy it now. Good. Thank goodness. Good. Rob would be very upset. I'd be very upset, given that we live in one of the landlocked <laughs> counties of England. <laughs> it looked lovely on the drive. <laughs> it's the, it'd be, we'll put it on the canal. <laughs> the Shropshire Union Canal. Yes. Oh, so it would compete with next door's silly, silly orange, orange Jaguar that rattles the windows every time it starts. Um, so, um, yeah, so it's he's he's come up with this idea for this yacht, and then they're discussing. It. And obviously, I've I've been looking a little bit into yachts at the moment. Clearly, and, and the you've been uh, looking at eBay anyway. But uh, the yacht that the flying fish was was uh, a twenty-eight foot or twenty-seven foot one, and he's talking about a forty-five foot one. That's massive. That's a really big yacht. Um, but I suppose, it. but a, tw- a twenty-seven foot is enough to have sort of it's like four berth in there and maybe six if you sort of turn the, the dining table into into another berth but it's 45 foot is huge but i suppose it's uh it's it's good for it's 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 good to have size size matters yeah it sounds like a right party boat that it's, does. It's, it's like a champagne champagne cruiser yeah. and if if the market he's looking at is the weekenders then with with, they, with money but they want something big to they impress, want something big. and to invite the friends down absolutely so, absolutely so i suppose that there there, there is that uh, so anyway he's, he has a chat with this other person kate and jan have a little 
sort of tete-a-tete. A heart-to-heart. Is, which is really quite sweet, because and, and then Kate actually admits she may have been wrong to convince her to take the job, um, because obviously she's now seen how Tom's reacted, and she's I think she's got a soft spot for Tom, and I think that's... I think that's really nice. It's that she's very motherly towards. Well, she's very she's a very good mum to Jan, yeah. but she's also very motherly to Tom. She's very mumsy. She is. She's very. She's brilliant. I, she and she steals every scene. And uh, so they have a little conversation there. Uh, Lynn is being chatted up by Anthony Head, who looks very debonair and lovely. This was before his Buffy period. Um, so um, and Lynn asked uh, to to be considered as one of his crew for the Fastnet. Yeah. So he suggests that they go out on his yacht. Yeah. Meanwhile, Rob busy Googles Fastnet. <laughs> it's the race. I've never theory. pretended to know anything about, <laughs> about yachtiness. Um, I, but Anthony Heads, I mean, I'm for, it's a very. Um, so we, we sort of they have a swimming pool. There's, there's around the swimming pool, and obviously someone sort of falls into the swimming pool. I think someone it's is. All, it's always. It's all hijinks. Well, there's always a part. I mean, Abby sort of summarised it quite well in episode two where she said well it's all parties around a swimming pool where everyone falls into the swimming pool eventually fully clothed and yep that, that happens. happens uh so meanwhile mm-hmm. meanwhile um leo and abby are having a lovely afternoon yeah pottering. well abby goes over and because abby is obviously a little bit dour and depressing a little bit but abby actually goes to Leah rather than Leah go to Abby. Yeah. And so oh, can we have can, have you got some time? And they they go off on the motorbike and they go to some really nice quiet place. It looked gorgeous, didn't yeah, it? Some kind of river river R- bank. River bank somewhere. Yeah, yeah. And Leo's sort of sort of allowing her to talk and uh and you can see that there's a starting of something there. And I think she's she's in her own pity party routine. Yeah, but and she's talking about her father, the the absent Gerald, and she and then two years has spent seventeen hours together. So that must have been a really fun Christmas. <laughs> so. well, I suppose one of those was spent in um, Switzerland. Well, Switzerland, wasn't it? yeah. She must have wonder. Yeah, she made it not. I mean, for Christ's sake, if, if, if my my parental unit, if I'd spent seventeen hours in two years, that would be fabulous. So that would be record breaking. That would be record breaking. Yeah. But also, we have a little, a little hint of, pl- of plot yet to come when yes, when, when Abby starts talking about her father and I starts like, to wonder. Don't even know if he's my father. Yeah, I um, don't know where that's going to lead. No, <gasps> bum, no. Bum, uh, so, which is all very, very intriguing. I'm, I'm now super intrigued to meet Gerald because right? yeah. Polly is just, just. Gorgeous, such What's a gorgeous Gerald creature. going to be like? Is he going to be fabulous and interesting like Polly, or is he going to be dull and grey like Abby? I know. Yes. Who knows? Who knows? That's probably next. I think that's next week's episode. You said that last week. I know. And still I, I could have sworn he came up in this episode. I mean, for, oh. I mean, there's 13 episodes. Um, we've only met a little bit of the cast. I mean, I am enjoying that. Sort of, we get the character and the dynamics come in before other characters. It's, it's a multi-layered thing, which I yeah. really quite like, where nowadays it's a, you pretty much like, it's like boom, 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 boom. Um, and then you meet everybody and you're like, ooh, who's this, who's that? And then you eventually sort of level it out. But this one, you eased into it. And I quite like that. Mm. Um, so, and Abby says something really lovely to Leo. He said, well, you don't say much. And I said, well... I didn't feel that I needed to. 
Oh. And I thought that was really sweet. And it's allowing. Oh, it brought a tear to Abel. your Yeah, yeah. And she's really eye. good. She's a really, really good actress. Um, and she didn't really do a great deal after this. Um, so, but I mean, because she was also in Tenko, wasn't she? Yeah, I think Tenko was before. Yeah, Tenko was before. And then she did this. Where she had a sweaty vest. <laughs> Well, they all had sweaty bits. Well, it was very sweaty out there, wasn't it? So, but yeah, so they have a lovely, lovely time. Um, she's crying a little bit, so she hasn't announced, made her a big announcement yet. Um, spoilers, sweetie. Spoilers, spoilers. And then we have a nice little scene, which seemed a bit of a pointless scene with Lynn and the Anthony Head. I think it's Giles. No, not Gi- no. <laughs> no Giles not. was the name no, no, of the Buffy and Vampire Oops. Yeah. Um, so they have a. Uh, so you see her sailing and doing sailor like t- things with crankshafts and sailing gloves and everything. Crankshafts? Well, it's a, no, the crank thing that gets the sailory bits sorted. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the winches wow. and stuff. Well, the, well, the winch clearly, clearly, I'm in the presence of, a, <laughs> of, of an expert. Well, obviously, if I get my own flying fish, then we sort of you'll be crankshafting away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. mainsail and spinnaker and all that sort of thing yeah you'll be um, on your own with that one mate <laughs> and uh but the boat has an unfortunate name the mickey mouse yeah i thought, I that was still, a I thought strange. who Ooh. would name their, their boat mickey mouse yeah. i mean the donald would... duck yeah i can get i can get on board with that pardon the pun but the mickey mouse yeah it just oh. <laughs> yeah and it, 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 she's doing all this like energetic sailing i think and the, the boat is moving oh yes let's do this and that and la 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 la, la. uh with, but like, this is isn't, isn't this sort of setting up for the whole fastnet thing well no but she doesn't well we don't spoil our spoilers yeah but that's that's kind of what seems to be going on here that she's she's trying to engage his his, enthu- his enthusiasm well, sh- she's showing off for her to be crewing and his yeah, he he she's Racing showing endeavor. she's showing off her knowledge and everything, and uh, and he's admiring and he's, her. He's, he's admiring uh, her. He's her she's realised that he's admiring her, but not necessarily for her sailing skills. No, not necessarily. Because Lynn is super super attractive. Um, so the character, so and but she's she's very focused and focused on boats. She's like, which I think is great, fabulous, and uh, then we have another contretemps. <gasps> the episode ends. Well, we missed a bit. Have we? What was a bit? Yeah. Missed? Well, we missed the the interesting denouement to the party. Oh yes. Yes. Oh yes. yeah. Well, Polly Polly makes a beeline again for Tom at the party, yep. um, and Tom actually says something. Not again, Polly. Not now. As, a, as if, like, well, maybe we'll do it another time. Which I don't, I don't think no, that was I don't, meant. I don't, I don't think that was meant. Yeah. I, don't, um, I don't think that's what he meant. Jan, he just... had, Jan had the little heart-to-heart with Kate. Uh, and Tom says, I'm, I'm not really into parties. Um, so I think, so you, you've got the car keys if you, so you can... Well, so when you're you can insane, make your own way home, and, love. And then I'll, I'll, I'll walk. And uh, he walks off and then Jan sort of runs after him and gives him a hug and gives and him a, a kiss. Kiss on the cheek and then... Polly makes some well, snide mark. Well, no, but but what happens then is that Tom has his hands on her waist, uh-huh. which she removes, oh. removes his hands from her waist, and walks away. And that's why Polly says said, that's what a she parting, says. That's a that's a parting 
that's that's someone who's made up their mind to go their own way right. or something yeah. like that. Yeah, it was mm. it really hit the mark. Um yeah. and then then we have the final scene, which is the dun dun dun, 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 dun. where Tom announces he brings out some drawings of a boat i'm glad there were actually technical drawings and it wasn't just of a picture <laughs> visions of it like a child's drawing of a boat with the sails up colored in the lines and everything but it was actually it was, it was actually, like a proper it was proper actually a proper technical, technical, technical drawing, drawing of a boat because i said when we, in sort of later episodes when we when they see them designing on the bbc <laughs> computer well yeah i think we'll have lots to say about the computerization of the mermaid yard and uh and basically tom is that we want to build a boat and say well jack said oh that's what we do do in all his uh gruffness his gruffness and shows in the boat oh we can't make that out of wood and tom says well we're not going to make it out of wood wood." and then he goes really really super super strop Yes, and then ex- expects Avril to back, it, to back, back him, him up, up. And, and she doesn't. She doesn't. Ooh. Da, da, da. Gosh, gosh, yes. yeah. Avril's being pushed into the allegiance with Tom yes. in more than one way. Ooh. Ooh. So, um, I really like the episode, but although we have discussed about quite a lot. Not a lot happens. You could have probably quite have done this episode in about 15 minutes with a bigger story arc. Well, I don't know. I, I kind of disagree because an episode like that, to me, would have felt long. And this didn't feel like a long episode. Well, the scripting is I th- brilliant. I, I think there was plenty plenty going on there's plenty to keep yourself occupied in, in this episode one thing we haven't mentioned is tom's continued stalking of the purchaser <gasps> of the flying yes, I mean, fish that, that was a bit of a cliffhanger wasn't it when she he arrives last year last week's episode and sort of the, 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 Devereaux, the james Devereaux Deverell household he, he drops in a couple of things and, and he's of, on the phone trying to track him down and I mean, why is he so upset? Why is he so bothered? But why is he so upset? I think he's probably just intrigued who's bought the boat. Uh, well, clearly. Yeah. Clearly he is. And I can understand he, he built, did build the boat in inverted commas. Yeah. And um, I suppose he would be interested in making sure that um, yeah. whoever's bought it is being nice to it. Yeah. Even though so, it's still moored in there. It, he asked Avril, and Avril's a quote. She's, she's very good, Avril. Very, very. She's very good. She's very, very She's good. sneaky but good. She's sneaky but good. Um, so I think maybe that storyline might come to a head next week. And hopefully next week we will meet Gerald. Let's hope so. Ooh. Let's hope so. So overall, so I like the episode. Um, but so we didn't, didn't seem to have an overreaching story arc of the individual episode. Um, but it was it was the start and conclu- we're well, not conclusion or sort of sort of establishing of characters. I mean, I, I say I could I could watch sort of Kate um, doing anything, even grating cheese. She does that with such, such panache. Yes, 
<laughs> Even I think, though she I can't think there's a special, isn't there a special module at, at the RADA <laughs> on cheese grating? Cheese grating. She obviously missed that one. She went out for a gin and tonic. <laughs> so, so we get into the episode, uh, part of this episode where we do the reboot recasting. Yes. So, so who is it this week, Jonathan? Jack Rolfe. Ooh. 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 Now. Now. Who do you think? Who do I think? This is going to be controversial. Okay. I would cast Sean Bean. Sean Bean? Sean <gasps> Bean. Oh. Yes. Oh. Yes. Sean Bean. Ah, that's actually a good one. That is good. Cause it's, <laughs> you it, don't sound quite so surprised. No, that is really good. Because I was thinking about Clive Owen. I know he's a bit posh, but he can do accents. Um, and he's got that sort of he looks great in a sweater yeah I can can see Clive Owen yeah uh, but I can see Sean Bean as well I could yeah because I think Sean Bean's really good because he's got that northern thing going on for him yeah he's got that kind of gruff gruffness that would he looks he he can look elegant and he knows how he He scrubs up well uh, and yet he's still and the dab hand with the bow and arrow Yes, I like that one. I really do. Mm. Uh, oh, yeah, because I, I, I was thinking Clive Owen, but I think he's maybe, in, in thinking on it, he may be a little bit too posh, perhaps. Uh, or alternatively, oh, what was that chap that was in Life on Mars? Um, Philip Glenister. Philip Glenister. Yeah, I can, I can, I can see that. Yeah, because he's got that sort of, he can scrub up well. And, um, and, and yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. But I think both, both, yeah. All, yeah. all three would be. Yeah. But actually, what I think we'll find is that as we continue with this, is that the older characters will probably be easier for us to cast than the younger, than the younger ones. ones. Well, I've, I've already got... So next week we'll do um, Leo Howard. And I think that's a foregone conclusion. Who are we going to pick for that? For you? Yeah. Ooh. Not for me. Ooh. I know who you're going to suggest. And I'm going to disagree. <gasps> Controversy. Dun, dun, dun. Wow. Wow. So anyway, dear anyway. listeners, we have witted on about the glorious episode four of series one of Howard's Way. For quite long enough. For quite long enough. I hope you have enjoyed it. Um, we do do a tweet along of this uh, of the episodes. We do, don't uh, we do? Every, uh, every Sunday at 8pm. Um, you jam in your DVD and let rip uh, with all your comments. Uh, uh, remember to use the hashtag only on Twitter or hashtag of Howard's Way. All one word. All one word. Um, the podcast drops every Sunday. You can find us on all social media platforms at, at Antique Dust. Um, um, it's all it's Howard's Way nonsense and just general nonsense on social media. Please ask what social media is all for. It's nonsense. Not, nothing, nothing too serious. Um, and we are also we also put the podcast on YouTube as well. So. If you want to stick that on the background, which lots of people do, stick it on and you can listen to the podcast on YouTube um, at Antique Dust. So, in the meantime, it's farewell from me, Jonathan. And it's goodbye from me, Rob. Bye-bye.
You've been listening to the Howard's Way podcast from Antique Dust.